We're going to read from the Gospel of John, from chapter 20. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Here ends the reading. That woman who just read, y'all must think that Mississippi women are taking over Mockingbird. We are. Um, That is my friend Ann Lowry, and we have known each other since we were 14-year-old girls in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, And this is her first Mockingbird conference. Um, So we're so happy to have her here and so happy that she was up for me making her read in front of all of you at her very first conference. My name is Sarah Condon, and I am an Episcopal priest um, at St. Martin's Church in Houston, Texas. We've been in the news a little bit lately. That was a joke. There was a funeral. Um, (laughs) I write for Mockingbird, and I am thrilled to be the chaplain for this conference. It it means a lot to me to be here with y'all, because this is personal for me. So um, the first time I came to a Mockingbird conference was in 2012. I had endured five years of the discernment process in the Episcopal Church, which is when they decide whether or not they want you to be a priest, they want to ordain you. And I had done it for five years in part because they weren't sure if ordaining me was a good idea They're still not sure it was a good idea, but it's been done. Um, I was in my second year of seminary at a small Bible college in New Haven, Connecticut, called Yale. Um, my My grades were passable. I was doing kind of what was expected, trying to move on to the next thing. I had worked really hard to get there but I was fed up with what I was hearing and I was ready to quit. One day in class, a fellow classmate of mine showed up, a guy I really, really love, and he uh, was eating a banana for breakfast. Innocent enough, right? Shows up eating a banana for breakfast. But as he was eating the banana, another classmate commented to him, don't you know what the carbon footprint of a banana is? And what the hell was he thinking just sitting there like casually eating a banana, you know, in front of everybody, just taunting us with his, you know, abuse of the environment. 
This single banana was actually my breaking point because lines were being drawn around everything. I mean, that was the moment. I was like, oh, lines are being drawn. Division is being made around everything. Were you moral enough? Were you ethical enough? Were you just enough? Or were you just enough, right? Because just enough was not gonna cut it. Do you know the name of the chicken you are eating? (laughs) Do you know the name of your banana, right? The other thing that was happening in my life was something very real, very tangible. I had given birth to our first child, our son, and there's no division when you have a child. It's one of those rare moments in life. Our son was born my second year of seminary, and he was beautiful. He was beautiful. And he's still beautiful, but when he was a baby, he didn't know how to be angry yet, right? My son came into the world and he just loved me, just as I was. And I remember hearing the stuff I was hearing at seminary and wondering if it would ever be possible that God could love me as much as my son loved me. And I hoped that it would be true. I wasn't sure. A friend, knowing my despair, told me to come to a mockingbird conference. And I thought, those people sound crazy. But my whole ordination process, all the work I had done was about to come crashing down. So it felt like I didn't have anything left to lose. And at that very first conference I attended, the Reverend Aaron Zimmerman got up and he said three things. He said, people are bad, Christians are people, Christians are bad, and that Jesus came to save us. And I finally felt like someone was telling me the truth. And this is the truth. You come here tonight to this conference broken, lost, lonely, and doubting, maybe not across every category of your life, but certainly in a lot of categories of your lives, right? You aren't a great parent. Maybe you're not a very good spouse. Maybe you hate your job. Maybe your spouse died this past year and you miss them. Your family might not talk to you. Maybe you love the president and everyone hates you for it. (laughs) Maybe you hate the president and everyone hates you for it, right? You don't feel sure or certain about anything. And perhaps most importantly, like our brother Thomas, you come here tonight unsure about how you feel about God. Maybe you feel disconnected from God. Maybe you ate a banana in front of some very judgmental seminarians. Maybe like Thomas, you doubt that it could all be true. That's where a lot of us are when we land in these pews. But here's the good news. It doesn't matter 
how you feel about politics or your ability to not raise a sociopath or even the level of righteousness in your breakfast choices. It doesn't even matter how you feel about God. It doesn't matter how you feel about God because God already knows how he feels about you. And there are no lines of division in his grace, in his love, and in his mercy. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaims, you can hear the relief in Thomas's voice. He didn't need another thing to let him down. He didn't need another thing to feel bad about, another thing to make him feel angry or afraid. We come here to know that our Lord and our God gives us grace that will never be divided. We know that none of us deserve it and that all of us desperately need it. So this place, this time that we have, this is a haven for us. This conference is is a haven for just a little bit. We come here in relief from the division that haunts our weary world, both the division outside of these doors and the division that lives in our hearts. So welcome to Mockingbird, all of you dividers, deniers, and doubters. I pray you find rest from yourself in the grace that we have all been promised. Amen.